Praise Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. You guys did amazing, man. Oh, my gosh. You got like 18 keyboards up here. Just, <laughs> just lost in the glory. Wow. So, um, man, what an honor to be back with, uh, with you guys. It really is. And just want to first honor Tom and Katie and the Sozo House, if we can, please. Yeah, man, I just want to run out of the gate, say, um, yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, we kind of have some stuff going, so we're a little busy, but so I'm, I'm cutting back on travel a lot right now, and it's such an honor to be with you all. It's like family. I, I know it's been about a year. We had the snowmageddon last time or whatever it was, and, <laughs> but just to get back in the house, man, it's very, I was just like, man, the, when you get around the same DNA, in the presence is pure. It's just right. And I just really want to affirm this house. You know, it's, it's really uh, rare you run into this. And I would encourage you guys, too, that are new, even from New York, look, just move over here. <laughs> just, just plant up in here. I'm teasing, but welcome. And, uh, but really, if just go all in. I'm, I'm te- please just listen. You know, I know many of you that are already are plugged in here, but when you find a house this pure and true with such genuine leaders that love the Lord deep in the word about his presence, you just go all in. Um, I just recently had this kind of revelation pop on family, and I'm not going to go here tonight, but I'm seeing in a fresh way your true identity in God, typically the biblical way, never fully unlocks until you align with family. Often there's this maverick spirit that just gets in the church and people want to go off and do this thing and shine and God's like, man, good luck. You know, see how that works for you. But I just want to encourage you guys, this house is just such rich soil, such an honor to be back and I'm excited. So I think, uh, man, we'll just go for it tonight. Is that okay? I only have tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that means, you know, but, uh, but we'll see. But I do just envision if it's okay, we can maybe lay hands and, you know, um, Maybe get the worship team back up and, and see where it goes. Maybe pr- play something a little bit rocking and, and uh, go for it. Worship was incredible. Oh, my gosh. Just, just heavenly. So um, I'll just talk to you from my heart. We'll see. And I'd love to lo- leave room for, look, man, there was a wall there last time. I mean, I, look, I used to build and I noticed things like this. And that's a big jump. You guys are growing and it's incredible, man. It's just, just awesome. The, uh, I remember it's just beautiful, just the excellence in the house. Everything's changed. It's so awesome. The same glory. Um, so anyway, yeah, last time it, uh, it snowed. Judah was with me last time. Maybe next time I'll have to bring Zoe. You've, you've all not met Zoe yet? Yeah. She's precious. Nor- normally one or the other uh, travels with me. She'll be watching online. But um, look, man, it snowed. It, I, I was told it wasn't normal. What, uh, what month was it? Do you all? February. February. Okay. Oh, we got a birthday or what? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Super stoked about February. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was epic to me. You know, my, my assistant had rented us a, this big 4x4 SUV, and it was needed. I'm talking about, I was seeing cars and ditches and the people were still in the cars. 
I was like, they didn't just, their battery didn't die. They just went off in the ditch. <laughs> you know, you all are probably used to that, but I'm not. Uh... So yeah, some original, how many of you never heard uh, me or don't know much about? Okay, just a couple of you, so that's good. Oh, and then the back row. <laughs> I'm messing with you, but. Um, uh, so I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, like way down at the bottom. They put crawfish in your baby bottles down there. You just grow up. <laughs> alligators and this is wild it's another breed and um and then recently we moved up to atlanta so not too far a little jump up about an eight hour drive so still way down there but look man it's beautiful up here the trees i always forget i don't know what these trees are the big green christmas looking evergreens okay i don't know if they're like fur or what evergreen yeah just glorious like a postcard Anyway, so yeah, just want to talk to you from my heart, and uh, we'll see where it will go. I got some stuff here, but love to see where the Lord would go, and just kind of want to catch up too, man. You guys got a lot going. That's just awesome. But um, anybody got any questions or anything? <laughs> I'm teasing. No, I'm teasing. But look, just out of my right out of the gate, we'll see where the Spirit goes. I saw something on the plane. I don't know if I'm dig too deep there, but but I do want to say this. You know, and I, I think many of you would like concur in this hour. Um, just from every angle that you can just put all of your life into Jesus, it's now. Just want to say that, young and old, this is not the time um, to to have lamps with with half full oil. You know, half full oil um, lamps. Worked in some seasons, but this is not the one. Um, even like, even like the, uh, and what I mean is, for some of us, there's a there's a passage quick in Matthew 25, that's really hinged to the end times. Matthew 24, the most paramount mascot passage of all times, where Jesus just does not hold back any punches. He just tells you straight like it is how the end times is going to be, and he jumps straight into these bride maids, this end time narrative. Searching for a bridegroom found in King Jesus. And these lamps to find him in the darkest hour finally heard his cry about midnight. Um, they, they burn bright. And I propose the oil is intimacy that keeps them fueled. You know, some people would teach, can I walk around or will I mess up the, uh, did I ask that last time? I can't remember. But we got this whole new section over here, man, because I remember the wall like stopped here. Oh, yeah, before I forget, uh, one thing, I had a dream this morning with you guys, and maybe it'll make more sense. I was trying to, in worship, I know, I know for sure some of it, but more of it may make sense, but I, I literally was awakened out of a dream. Kind of caught me off guard because we had an early flight. We're, we're three hours ahead of you all, and, um, and I'm in my dream looking at a phone, and obviously, typically, when I have dreams, right when I go to a house, it's, it's for them, and... And it was 7.12 on the, the phone. And I remember when I woke up and got back in my conscious, I thought, first off, I never sleep that late, but like, we're, I'm going to miss the flight, all this. But anyway, the number seven is the number of completion that many of us know. No, it's not. His birthday's 7.12. No way. That's, that's pretty epic. Lord's backing me with words of knowledge, making me look good. 
No, okay, it's, yeah, so good. So definitely for this house, but much more even from like the standpoint I think of of um, a number of completion, but then 12, as, as we know, is, is apostolic, very governmental, very building. And I believe there's really something complete in the context of the apostolic on you and on this house. And, and it makes sense. I get in here, the growth, man, the expansion. You know, I don't want to get you get ahead of your vision for the house. I know how that works, but I th- man, where this thing's going and what you instill. And I believe even you probably can't help it, but what you deposit by just being you, you all, Tom and Katie, both of you, is I think you even produce ascending and a, and a people it just gets on them and a, this, this uh, ascending capacity of the apostolic. But also I wonder if the completion of building is something to do with com- the completion on the building. I couldn't remember if y'all had this paid off or not. Oh, no? Or, or you want to, uh, go ahead. Oh, come on. December, the one after I was with, with you guys. Nice. I didn't know you got a lot of catching up to do. So anyway, yeah, I'm, man, I'm believing too, like completion on the building. Yeah. So, yeah, in Jesus' name, however that would look, you know, and online and in the house, again, just you want to go all in. But that, hey, look, it's his birthday. I synced it. Synced it in a dream. But the complete apostolic, the governmental that's on this house, and it's the calling. Many of you don't know that when you see a phone and a dream, it ties into the call. And how many of you know when it's a call from the Lord, you can't shake it. You can't even run from it. And the, the problem with Tom and Katie is they're going headfirst into it. They're not trying to run from it. And there's just a weight on this house and, and um, I believe ascending in this revolving doorman of growth and, and expansion. It's just awesome. It's beautiful. Um, so anyway, I was going to tell this section about the bridesmaids and, and, uh, really everybody I'm teasing, but the, uh, the oil, you know, I believe it, it fuels them in this last hour of, of intimacy. Um, some people teach that from a standpoint of just the burning light of your ministry. I love that too. I think that's a great revelation and truth, but there's something on it. I believe that narrative of finding that bridegroom in this last hour and this is it. And some men are like, man, bridegrooms, you know, I don't know about all this, but it, it's, it's far beyond that. It's, it's becoming one with Jesus Christ. There's something in you, I'm telling you, men, women. I was about to go off on something right there, but um, there's just something in you that will always be void until you become one with him in a deep, deep way. And, and in this hour, like never before, old, young, it doesn't matter. It's just this wind on this he's breathing upon. And just want to encourage you guys right now, I'd make bold, bold decisions on revamping everything that your life's after. And young ones, hear me. I'm talking about everything you're looking at. The fear of the Lord. This is something I saw on the planet on how deep we'll go, but it's coming like a burning, beautiful flame. And it's just burning details out of the church so she can burn brighter for him. And, um, but how do you know, sometimes it takes a choice. You know, I was just in um, Genesis 17 and 18 and kind of really 15 through, through 18. And it's awesome. You see Abraham, really Abram first. And he, I believe, you can get so many revelations from this, but obviously we all know the Lord asks him. He gives him this promise constantly from when he leaves his hometown. 
And at one point, Abram's like, Lord, how, how can I know this to be true? This promise you're telling me, how can I know it to be true? He says, go get a heifer, a goat, ram, all this stuff, and make a sacrifice. And the Lord's clearly seen in this. I don't want to go into details, but almost the, the sacrifice of the Lord. They're all three years old, which is the, the, the years of Jesus' ministry, everything. Um, these two birds. Anyway, the sacrifice made. But then later, before the true name go, changes to Abraham and he steps into his call, the Lord now asks him to sacrifice and cut flesh off of him. The circumcision, we all know it to be. Romans 2 in the New Covenant is the circumcision of the heart. Amen. And my point is, there's this decision, this cooperation he's asking of the bride. You know, and often when you start going here, it can get coined as legalism or works. And, and uh, it's, it's no such thing. It's just a co-op. It's a relational. I'm, I'm feeling this as well. The Lord's hitting more of responsibility, like choices we make, you know. Choose this day who you're going to serve. And it's just on, man. You can choose whatever you want, but choose wrongly right now. It will cost you. I'm seeing it. I'm telling you. A lot of stuff I don't talk about behind doors of ministry by the day almost now. Just this week, two people, are, are, boom, boom. You, you choose wisely right now. The fear of the Lord is coming. And it's, there's just no, no casualties. On the side of the Lord, choose this day who you're going to serve or not. The Bible talks about New Testament, the kindness and severity of God. I think this is healthy. We need this back in the church. Well, hold on. You know, you're going to get away from the love of God. That is his love. The new, yeah, okay, good. We're, we're safe. <laughs> Tom's been preaching this probably a lot better. Uh, but, you know, it even says it's a fearful thing to fall into the you know hands of God. I mean, it's just, this is new covenant. And, uh, my gosh, I love his grace and love. You can never over-exhaust it. But there's something on this side where he's starting to call his church to account. And the bride prepares herself. And, um, you know, is it uh, James 1.27? Perfect religion is this. Care for the widows and orphans and their distressers. That's powerful, by the way. And, um, but also that you would keep yourself pure. And so in this hour, man, it's just um, thank God for his grace. Again, you'll never understand fully that revelation. But also this cooperation in a relay. What's up, man? With the goatee. I remember you got, yep. Hey, we all were you over by the wall. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Looking handsome as all get out. You've you been good, man? Awesome. Are you, uh, are you in the military yet or? But working your way there, okay, that's awesome. You're gonna do good, man. But um, but this this cooperation in a relationship, it's a relating. It's both, you know. And I think far too often we we love to emphasize the positional side to righteousness, which is 100% truth and biblical. And my gosh, thank God for it. Seated in heavenly places, Ephesians two six, the righteousness of Christ, over and over again. But there's a relational seat that goes by choices and decisions made. And a lot of people love to sit way over here and choose wrongly day in and day out, half their lives after the Lord, half of it's after themselves and whatever it may be. The cares of this world. Listen, man, cut it all off. I love it. I heard um, somebody say the other day, what was it? Um, unfriend the world. Or, you know, you do with social media, you like whatever. <laughs> 
Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. As soon as your life starts running parallel with the things of the world, you are a direct enemy opposing of the things God favors. And it's like this is not the hour to try and be relevant or, you know, um, fit in like the church was never meant to fit in. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and you can just feel it, man. I just want to encourage you guys. Like, look, everything you can find by his grace, his goodness, he's proud of you, he loves you. But just weed the garden flat out. If you've got to start all over again, relationships, whatever, he's coming through with a fine-tooth comb, purging the camp, and all of a sudden you wonder why I burn brighter for him. Why I can hear his voice clear. Why I actually tear up again when I hear the name of Jesus. You know, um, I've been touching on recently. That just got good. I don't know. I don't know what that was. Oh, yeah, that's probably what it was. Anyway, so he's after, you know people that are all in. And uh, sometimes, depending on where we each are at, you know, um, it may take a little time and decisions made and whatever it may be, but I'm just encouraging you guys, like, look, um, go for it, detach. Because also, um, I don't know if you have picked up on this yet or not, but the world's not going to start getting more pretty and attractive or godlike. And I'm not some doom and gloom guy. I'm just a Bible guy. I love the word. And uh, darkness will increase, deep darkness, and, you know, the peoples. And, uh, but the glory of the Lord, and, and that's what you're, you'll start to see, too, this clear separation. But as long as mixture is there, you can't shine bright, really potent and bright. You want to get by people with, with devils and chains fall off and stir up darkness and, and be a be a problem for for uh, the enemy. Wasn't it you guys with, with Pastor Darren and them and, and the deliverance and all? That's awesome. Boosted it all over there. Are they doing good? I haven't talked to them. Awesome. But um, you just want to shine so bright and how we do that is detach and go all in. Detach from the world and attach to Jesus like never before. Seems basic, but honestly, I'm just... You know, you'd be surprised how thin the crowd gets. I'm talking about on a consistent basis, long-term also. That's something else, diligent for the long haul, all in. Not good months and bad, and I hope this isn't a condemning thing, but I just want to encourage us, you know, to really go all in for the long haul. Like, no bridges to go back to anything. Burn them all, you know. Because often if we're not careful, and I think we've all been guilty of this, but we'll we we'll kind of cross our bridge, but we make sure the bridge is all intact in case I ever want to cross back over. And this is like just dynamite sticks, blow them all up. And that's where you'll start to see destiny, uh, destiny 
you know, blow up, excel into the things of God and so, so forth and so on. But just trying to go all in. Just want to talk to you from my heart on that. And, um, okay, 743. So on the fear of the Lord, it, it ties in similarly. Uh, just I, see, I saw something on the plane with it. Just want to exhort you in this. I taught on this recently. Um, you see it all throughout the Word. And in Revelation 14, there's this first angel that comes through the sky. And his first proclamation is fear God and glorify him. It's like verse 6 right in there. Revelation 14, 6. And I believe this, this narrative is going to really come on the forefront. I may quote more verses. We'll see. But Revelation 14, 6 Yeah, then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice. I'm not going to spend too much time here, but there's, there's three angels. Two out of the three come with a loud voice, and one of them is the fear of God proclamation. The, the fear of the Lord is going to start getting super noisy and prominent. Like it or not, I'm telling you, in and through his people, true messengers, and the narrative of God in this last hour that's going to run parallel with one of the most greatest harvests we've ever seen. And I believe we're knocking on the door of it right now, is fear God. And to those that love him, it's one of the most beautiful messages ever. It's to know him. In Proverbs, it literally, the fear of God's tied into the knowledge of him. We, they sang it tonight, intimacy. You know, I think far too often, um, it's kind of given a bad rap, you know, the fear of God. How many of you, when you hear the fear of the Lord, like, yeah, give an offering, you know what I mean? This is amazing. No, it's, it's never that way. It's given a bad rap. <laughs> and, uh, but I just pray it would become popular again and beautiful because it's him, you know. Um, Isaiah 11 says that Jesus Christ, whom you and I love, actually out of all of the seven, if you will, descriptions or offshoots of the Spirit of God, Isaiah 11, wisdom, knowledge, might, counsel, understanding, fear of the Lord. You go into verse 3, and actually out of all those, it says Jesus really delighted in that one. That's my version. It says Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord, understanding he was all the fullness of all of them. But there's something about the fear of the Lord. He really delights in it. He loves it. And I'm telling you, when it rests upon people, he sees himself in you. His bride starts to look like him. And it's beautiful. Hebrews 5 says that Jesus was heard. The Bible says he prayed to his Father in heaven with loud cries and tears. Human form, Jesus Christ. But if you read closely, verse 7, I think it says... The only way Jesus' prayers were even heard, though, was because of his reverence, his awe for the Father. It's a beautiful, powerful thing. And I, I pray, I feel like, too, a lot of us, it may not even land just yet, but I pray it increase the revelation of it, and more importantly, the nature of God in and through us, just to get on us, because it causes this, this awe and reverence um, for him that's totally love-based, um, 
is totally founded in intimacy. It's not a scared thing like walking on eggshells at all. It, Hebrews 4 says we're to enter boldly in before the throne of grace. So it's the balance, the kindness and severity of God. The great and terrible day of the Lord. So to those that are living on the wrong side, the fear of the Lord is not, not a happy day. But those yielded more and more, the fear of the Lord is beautiful because it makes you like himself. And so just want to encourage you guys that we yield our life more and more um, to it because whether we like it or not, it's, it's going to come on the forefront very loud. The angel came with a loud voice, a proclamation, first thing out of his mouth, fear God. Glorify him, and if you read further, worship him. It's all, the narrative is all, all going to be him. Surrounded by the reverential awe of God. And what it does, it, it kind of catches Ananias, Sapphira's, and stuff like that. I love it, man. Um, oh, that reminds me, Judah, you want me to just share it? He saw in worship. Um, Judah's, you know, you'll be 19 this month. Yeah, I was about to say 19, not quite. He's got the, look, he's almost got the goatee. He's catching you, man. He's catching you. Um, uh, but anyway, he saw this thing. Don't raise your hand on this one. These are the words of knowledge that are very awesome. Just, you know, you don't want to do it publicly. It was God's goodness. He saw uh, the word true, uh, missing the E, and, um, and it was in graffiti form and stuff. And he sensed right when he saw it that there's something that, that's not fully true, and somebody needs to make it right and, and come forth with the truth. Don't raise your hand. Uh, but it could be in a relationship or if you want to come pray later. And, um, but it's God's goodness because when you come to full truth, uh, freedom comes. How many of you know that? And um, yeah, and, and the reverential fear, it catches things like this and just purges the bride in such a beautiful way. And it's doing this. You know, it's like I was just saying um, with Ananias and Sapphira, which I'm thinking, man, you, you all know that story? Ananias and Sapphira, yeah. I'm thinking like, man, they brought tons of money forward though. Like the mercy, you know, where's the mercy? And Peter's like, don't you dare lie to the Holy Ghost. You pocketed that 20, didn't you? <laughs> and uh, we all know what happened, but it just, it, it has no time for anything other than, that's other than him. If it's not clean and pure and holy and true, if it's not nearest in proximity to him, it has no time for it. It just burns it. It burns it to the ground. And from that, the potency of him can come in so, so, uh, so more fully. You guys know what I'm saying? It can come in so, more, uh, so much more fully because there's no mixture. And so um, just want to encourage you guys with that. The fear of the Lord, we've got many other verses, and, but just to more exhort quickly and uh, encourage us in this hour, all things the Lord. Really simply, simply put, you know. I know we know this, but sometimes it helps to hear you know, an extra voice, if you will, to reiterate. But, um, I mean, the word, I think it's Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Like that we become so addicted to him in this hour, really. I pray just get on us. Not works, but, but an attraction and depth in him that just takes us a whole new level, you know. And, and if we're honest, often our schedule we let kind of get out of hand. And, and we're all busy if we're honest. And um, I've said this many a times, but typically, you know, however you spend your time is just a reflection of what's priority to you, you know? Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier when it got kind of still. Um, 
A modern day idol, listen to this, I love this. It just kind of came to me recently. Because, um, you know, I think at least I read the Bible this way. Like, you look at idols and you think, man, that's kind of India, different places, you know, little shrines and carved images. But in the, so in the West, I feel like we read past that. It just doesn't really land. We think for sure I don't have any idols. Man, that's, you know, we'd never worship anything other than God, da, 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 da. But I propose a modern-day idol is anything that has your heart more than him. Because it's not so much the, the, the idol itself. It's, it's what has your heart. That's what makes it the idol. You worship it. You think about it all the time. Or you think about it more than you do him. You desire it more than you do his word. You know, th these, I pray the Holy Spirit by his loving kindness. I hope it's not too heavy. You know, I can feel it. Y'all are, yeah, Tom must bring a hammer in here. I can feel it. Y'all are, sometimes I feel like I have to tiptoe. I don't feel like that way at all. But like the, those idols, you know, they, um, they're just simply put things that captivate us more so than him. We don't get down on our knees and bow to it and, oh, you know, wave our hands at it. But we just think about it more. And you can, it doesn't take long. You just pop a conversation that, that is an idol in somebody's life, and man, they can talk forever on it. They light up like a light bulb. And they'll go on and on in details, and they know it's just in them. And then you talk about the Lord, and they can put on the cliche Christian smile and quote a few verses and all, but it just falls flat. That's where you start recognizing idols real quick, and they're in the church rampant. And it's okay, but may we just recognize, oh, yeah, help me, Lord. I've fallen from my first love. I'm not tender anymore to you. Your, your word, I don't, I don't just starve for the manna of life. I don't care where it's at. Just give me the book. Give me, give me you. Written word, now spoken word, all of it. Just speak to me. I, dreams, I don't care what you want to talk about. Just talk. Just talk. I'm, I'm going to take a power nap, Lord. Please speak. Any pocket window of my life, please, please let your wind blow. I need you, Holy Spirit. I mean, you follow what we were talking earlier. The, the Holy Spirit, man, he's God, full God in spirit in the earth, rampant. He's here. I pray you just start whipping through aisles, man, and our sensitivity and nearness to him and, and that tangibility because of our relationship will be so fresh always. You know, the, the manna that came down from heaven, Jesus Christ, would be the priority of every day. You say, well, I had a bad week. That's okay. We all have. Just pick back up, though, and just go back for him, his word, his presence, detach from the world because it clouds it all up. It really does. It, it starts to cloud up proximity. Not as far as he's concerned or the covenant or positionally, but relationally. It just blurs things up. And so, um, and again, he would become the true idol, if you will, of our heart. You know, we return and be honest and, and just ask him to circumcise our heart, make decisions, and, uh, but also lean back in and just go, go for it in this hour. And, and I would start like literally, uh, one thing I'll check is, it's kind of backfiring now though. But you know how the iPhone tells you how many hours you're on the screen every week? Mine's though, it's all like praying in tongues at YouTube. It, it, it's backfiring. It doesn't work. I can't go off of it because it's, it's actually prayer time now. I was, I was fooling myself. I was like, man, there's no way. Which I'm never on anyway for just work though, emails. and But that's a good example of ways you can, if you're having issues in these type things, just hold yourself accountable and, um, and just go for him and start to pull out what you, what you can and watch things light up fresh again and your heart get tender again and just sustain it, you know. 
And you say, well, well my, my spouse is not all in. That's okay. Um, draw a circle around you and revive that. And just watch it, watch it trickle out from there. Remember one of our Bible college teachers, S.J. Hill, he was under David Hogan for, for a while. He'd, he'd talk about the whole draw a circle around you, just revive that, then worry about outside of that. We're so thinking about the harvest and souls, and we're like half dead anyway with a lamp barely burning. And you can only produce that which you are. And so I say light your world up. I mean, just, I'm telling you, if we want to be dry wood that lights up fast and burns long. And how you do that is just get all the soppy religions uh, is horrible. And in the murky sin of this world, you get it off. Become a pure sacrifice. <laughs> Burn again. Then people get around you be like, hold on a second. Something's very different about you. Different fragrance. I don't know what it is. It's just different. You start brushing up against people. The words just pouring out of you because it's all you eat anyway. Um, you just want to encourage you guys. Force feet. Just Jesus. Just his word. His presence. Just him. You heard uh, Tom talking about it. He's like, man, just Jesus. You're all I want. I mean, it's the whole narrative of the hour. It should be of our entire life. So um, if you guys want to stand, we'll um, begin to pray and see where we go. Maybe if the worship team could help me.